Hey everybody, this is Jake from Tasting Anarchy. I just wanted to put out a bonus episode this weekend because uh, not fitting into my regularly scheduled shows of a, a mini or classic on Tuesday and a new regular length episode on Friday, uh, I had this really great time with a new friend of the show, Mr. Sue. We did an episode together where we actually tried three wines, two of them I picked out and one he picked out. Both of us being from Texas, I chose a Texas Tempranillo, one of my favorites uh, from Becker's uh, Becker's Vineyard or Becker Vineyard, um, just their standard Texas Tempranillo. I also chose a Zinfandel from uh, Ravenswood, which we've done an, a review of before, Mason and I have, and um, I just I thought they were both good wines, and I wanted to share those with Mr. Sue, who told me he likes uh, bold, fruity wines, and I think Tempranillo and Zinfandel are very good. Um, I guess they present that style, a, a, a bold, a fruity flavor, lower tannins, but full-bodied, and um, I just thought that that was a good choice. But of the wines that we drank in this episode, the one that I think was the winner was actually the one that he brought, and I had... It's not available at my Total Wine, although I was over in the Fort Worth Total Wine not too long ago, and they did have this, but my Total Wine doesn't have it, and that is the Lilano Estacado House Reserve Tempranillo. I thought this was a very, very good Tempranillo, and which is funny because I think that Lilano's standard Tempranillo is not very good, and... Uh, but their Meritage Blend is very good, and I'm starting to uh, like discover that the Lilano Estacado actually does several good wines, and they do also some kind of not great cheap wines. So anyways, enjoy the episode. I don't want to ramble too much about the wines. We do cover them in the episode. Here it is. Down in Petersburg, everything's fine. All lamb cats is drinking that wine, drinking that mess is their delight. When the kids are wrong, start singing all night, drinking wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Drinking that mess is their delight. When it gets wrong, start fighting all night. Welcome Knock to Tasting Anarchy. This is Jacob Lindsay, and I am joined by not Mason this week, but a very special guest, Mr. Sue. Mr. Sue, how are you doing today? Hey, so. it's not really daytime anymore, but I'm doing great. Yeah, uh, did I say how are you doing today? You did. Okay, well, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm I'm very fine. Thank All you. Right. So we just got back from a libertarian gathering in the DFW area, but you are not from the DFW area. I'm not. I'm from the California, Austin night area. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, don't ask me a whole lot about the area, because okay. as long as I've lived there, I don't really know too much, but that might be for better or for worse. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, we had a good, we had a, I think a really good time. I'm glad that you came up. It, it's a little bit of a trek for you, but uh, I think it was a really great first meeting. Do you have any takeaways from our, our libertarian anarchist gathering? Dude, it was awesome. It was great. I wish it wasn't as tangential because uh-huh. there was how many of us okay there was dean there was car yeah. there was one wed nest day yeah there was wednesday um so that's three and then well, there's there three. was I'll, I'll save you some counting there was 10 including that little boy oh uh, okay so that's 10 and a half yes 10 and a half right right on. <laughs> so uh i i didn't know most of the people but until they started introducing themselves to me as their twitter handles yeah <laughs> Uh, and then there was one guy who was from Reddit, 
and uh, I'm on Reddit, but I mostly I just look at uh, like dank Christian. Was memes. that Luke? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Were we not supposed to say his real name? Well, I mean, we didn't say his last name, so. Oh, okay. Uh, well, shout out to him if he he knows who he is. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I thought it was a it was a good a good first meeting. I'm really glad that you came up. But I thought this would be a really good opportunity to introduce you to some of my favorite wines. Uh, yes, my favorite budget wines. Budget wines. They they are they are inexpensive. Both of these are under twenty dollars. The two that I picked and the one that you brought up as a, as a very nice gift. Yes. Uh, also under twenty dollars. Also from your suggestion too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the which, one by that, the way, did not taste like barbecue. This was not, not the one that tasted like barbecue. The one that oh tastes, no, that's yeah, right. The one that tastes like barbecue is also Lilano, but it's the the Lilano Meritage blend that is. Uh, well, they only have one Meritage blend, but the Meritage blend, I did a mini episode on that when I was talking about Meritage wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Which, give the people a quick background if they didn't catch that. Yeah. So what is Meritage? So a quick background on what Meritage wines are is a Meritage wine is an independent certification agency that certifies wines that are done in the Bordeaux style in the New World. So in, in the United States, it's done by an organization called the, uh, the Meritage Alliance, and and they certify wines that are a blend of the types of grapes that are used in Bordeaux style wines. Mm. So that's in a nutshell what So it is. legally it's making Bordeaux but in America. They're making a Bordeaux without blend. getting in yeah. trouble. Yeah, so like I mean we can get into this and and you know Jackson Blood's a great person to have on for this but uh so much of what Bordeaux is is the terroir and also the tradition of the winemakers. So it's not Bordeaux, but it's done in the Bordeaux style, and it can be, in my opinion, just as good, uh, or just as good in a different way. So I thought that Americana, t- I, yeah, it is. It's Americana, and like actually, of all places, South New Jersey apparently does a really good uh, Bordeaux style Meritage blend. They call it uh, something like BDX or something like that. It sounds it sounds kind of racy. BMX, so, something like that. BDX, yeah, but it's uh, it's very good. But the two wines that I picked for you, so I asked you on Twitter or as you call it, the Twatter. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what everyone should call it. That's yeah, right. Basically, what it is. Yeah, uh, actually, I just had to say uh-huh like doing this show has been like the best excuse for me to um really be active on twatter yeah and um i don't regret it so as much as i've shat on it in the past it's really fun and it's not like i follow a bunch of like crazy accounts and like retweet a bunch of shit yeah which i'm actually starting to do uh consequently but um, it's just a great way to communicate. So it is not that I need to plug Twatter, especially after if anyone saw the interview, uh, with Jack on the Joe Reagan show, take what you will with, um, whatever content happened. Also, don't ask me about that because I didn't watch it. I just heard from hearsay of what happened. Oh, yeah. I, on, I, I watched uh, some of it, but... Or I oh, you did? To, I listened to a little bit, and I was just like, I'm just not that interested. Yeah, I don't plan on watching it. But, no, Twitter is great. Not that I need to plug Twitter, um, but I, I'm really surprised of how much I've come to enjoy it and how great it is uh, how to connect with people. Because social media, like, the name answers itself. It's exactly that. Yeah. So... As long as I don't get kicked off, which I don't plan on anytime soon because I don't do anything too bad on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where okay. am I going with this? Continue. We're talking about wine. Yeah. I, I don't remember where we were going with it, but 
on the Twitter, I asked you what kind of wine you liked, and you yes. said you wanted something that was uh, fruity. Um, and I don't like sweet wine, so I chose fruity and dry and a little bit heavier body. Uh, not super heavy body. These are going to be, both of these, not necessarily super tannic. Um, a little bit more of a viscous Mm-hmm. But they are both going to be very fruity. So what I've got here is a Texas Tempranillo uh, from Beckard Vineyard. And also, we've actually, both of these I think I've mentioned on the show before. The other one is uh, Ravenwood Zinfandel from the Old Vine. It's, I believe, most of it's grown in Lodi. And I think this is a good representation of what a red, full-bodied, uh, fruity wine would be. So Awesome. I am going to pour you a glass of the Tempranillo, or I'll let you pour yourself a glass of the Tempranillo, and you will you can try it. I know you don't want to have too much because it's getting pretty late. It is. I had too much too soon of that Lano earlier. Yeah. I trust you more okay. so. All right. I am have a propensity to spill, and I would not want to do that as a guest, and sure. you being the host. Oh, so. that's, that's totally fine. So I'm not going to drink it yet because it's just not how how we roll as guess, we taste our so. anarchy. We gotta we gotta slosh it a little bit. Or you spin it around we, a little bit. Got to oxidize it. Get a little bit of Jackson the aroma. Would say. And it's so true how you said um, the the scent changes. It does. Yeah. It, that is that is just wild to me. So earlier the Lano. It started as just like a basic, oh, this is red wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as Mason said, like, reds taste like reds, and you spilled on your shirt. I did. I just spilled it on myself. That's classy. Yep. You just wasted wine. You you better start sucking on that shirt. Get what you can <laughs> out. That That's that's a good 17 bucks down the toilet, sir. This is a good 17 bucks divided by whatever uh, the amount I spent. So a couple cents? 96. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but as I was saying that first Lano earlier, the Tempranillo, I totally did not say that. I, in, I, in I fact, th- I think that was way I too ethnic. I think sounding. it's Tempranillo. <laughs> yeah. But. Tempranillo. Wait, is this supposed to be Italian or French? It's Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Wow. So. Super bush. But, a, but a romance language. So, <laughs> so it's very close. <laughs> right. Um, but that Lana earlier, when you when I smelled it, it was like, oh, this is just a red wine. And then once I sloshed it a little bit, uh, I, I just spun it in my glass, people. I didn't like yeah. put it in my mouth, swash it, and spit it out like mouthwash. So um, the second time of sloshing it, it was very fruity. Uh, but then I gave it a third slosh, and like you said, it was like very wet dogs. Yeah. So that was super they can, bizarre. Yeah. They they can. Ch- it, there's a lot of really unusual flavors from this. Now I, I think that the Lilano Estacado, I think most of their Tempranillo grapes come from Texas High Plains. I, I'd have to go look because I'm not 100 percent sure. This one is all from Texas Hill Country, which is down sort of near Austin. Um, and they are very different climates, and they do produce different tempranillos. I this is one of my favorite tempranillos that are that's in Texas. Texas doesn't have a a very wide, uh, I guess, a claim for wines. You got to look on your face like maybe you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Well, it's free. not that it's cold. I just got goosebumps for some reason. Oh, okay. So Texas has several wine-growing regions. This one's from Texas Hill Country, and I'll go ahead and read what's on the back of the barrel when it says, uh, aged in both French and American oak barrels, our Tempranillo has uh, intriguing flavors of mocha and sun-dried cherries. I disagree. I also disagree. Sun- sun-dried cherries, I could see that. Mocha, mm, 
I, I don't think so. It is very fruity, I, I, very acidic. Uh, it is a lot smoother than a lot of Tempranillos. Smoother uh, than the Lano, for yeah, sure. It, it is, and I and I think that's typical of Hill Country Tempranillo versus High Plains Tempranillo. Uh, I do like the High Plains kind of aggressiveness, but I also like the aggressiveness as like it's more acidic. Yeah, a little more acidic, a little bit more of like a grabs your throat kind of. Yes. Uh, whereas this like full one body. is a, yeah more full body. This one's a little bit more like it's still full Mellow. bodied because full bodied would indicate that it's like heavier on your tannin. Uh, and if I don't get my fill <laughs> of tannins, I right for the people that can't see, I made. Um, Jake drive me to uh, Kroger's and I have I don't know what pounds how many pounds I got a box of black grapes yeah because I have a problem with grapes I've been known to uh, eat a pound or two in a sitting probably not tonight because I'm just not feeling it right but um what's good good driving driving food so uh it is for sure absolutely um but the grapes that are HEB are very tannic yeah it's pretty crazy so I have that to counterbalance. That, kind of like that sticky yes, skin. The that, pole yeah. grab. Actually, the latest interview I had mm-hmm. for one of my jobs, I was able to not bond this guy over wine. So I was actually trying to pronounce uh, terroir. Oh, yeah. And I said, uh, terroir. Ter- I just like, like used the wrong words. And I, I think I guessed what the word was like wrong three times. But um, God damn it. I keep doing this. Where was I going with this people? Um, anyway, I have this to counterbalance the lack of tannins, but right. I have come to the conclusion that the mouthfeel that you get in acidic wines is uh, when you put your tongue to the roof of your mouth and you just do that nice little brush yeah. to see how it feels marbly. I think that's what I'm going to use okay. for that. All right. If that, if that works, but that very smooth outness like that, uh, not palate cleanse, but, um, just texture cleanse is very smooth. Mm-hmm. So you could, um... I would I would compare that that to like marbly kind of like the okay. marbly fatness on a steak that smoothness oh I see what you're not saying not so okay. much yeah. but just like that smooth uh, softness not soul sucking okay but um, the guy I had the interview with he was referring to um, dryness full bodiness as soul sucking like as pulling like your soul out hmm. and I kind of disagree because that sounds like morbid. Like, he's not enjoying it, but he's, like, a big wine guy. And he also talked about that he's so into wine that he will drink a certain wine for, um, not not really based on the, uh, terroir, but more so in what mood he's in. It's very mood. So, for example, he'll have, like, a white if it's a hot, humid day. Well, if he's I, at the park. See, I don't disagree with. Oh no, I'm that. not disagreeing. Like that's uh, super cool. I just disagree yeah. with the soul suckiness because the I soul suckiness. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But like, and this thing is, as you know, and that's is that a universal thing to like drink for what the mood is and what um, you're doing? Yeah, he's very strict. I, I think on it is because I mean, you think about it like. You drink what you like, and and I'm by no means a wine expert in in, in any regard. We just pretend um, to be. <laughs> pretend to be. Uh, I drink what I like. I'm trying to learn more because it, it is interesting. I mean, it, like Jackson actually pointed this out uh, very clearly to me, so it made it very clear why I like wine is because it involves so many things that I'm interested in. It involves uh, viticulture, which is like gardening and, and keeping plants up and stuff like that. It also includes history and geography yeah. and like all these other things and politics because we we get into a lot of the the laws and regulations regarding wine. Mm-hmm. So there is it, it involves so many things, but it also involves aesthetics, which you know I was an art history major early on. I, I do like aesthetics a lot. It, it involves food. I like food, but also I've never been that kind of person who's I don't want to say snobby exactly. Hoity-toity. Yeah, I'm not hoity-toity. Like I'm, I'm kind of I'm a I'm a 
a beer on the weekend kind of guy, but like kind of that point where it's like on hot, humid day, I would, I have specific beers that I think are good for hot, humid days. Yeah. Like, uh, Brooklyn Brewing, uh, lagers, or not lager, it's a, uh, I think it is lager actually. The Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brewing has a lager that I think is great for beaches. Like just on the beach, you go get the Brooklyn Brewing beer, take it out. It's very light, very refreshing. It's great to have out on the beach. Uh, same, on the same token with wine, I think Sauvignon Blanc, perfect for a hot day. Or, or, uh, well, Vignet is a little heavy for a hot day, but something very light, very, very, uh, you know, light mouthfeel, very acidic, very um, light in flavor. Alberino, maybe. Yeah. Um, something like that. I, I would agree with him. That's good. Now, on the on the other hand, though, I just like red wine. And For sure. uh, so if it's a hot day and I just want a drink that I like, I'm still going to Didn't you start uh, enjoying white wines more? I did. Since, I mean, just yeah. based on, like, doing this show. Yeah. Like, is that the only reason? Because yeah, that yeah. forced you to, like, get it, out of that it did. It, red it, comfort zone. It did. It wasn't even red. It was specifically Cabernet Sauvignon. That was the only thing I would drink and the only thing I would try. Because that's the only thing you knew? Yeah, exactly. It was the only thing I knew that I liked. And I had had wine before that I thought was just disgusting. Uh, too sweet, too, like... Everything that I thought was You're bad about wine. restaurant wine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, just like too sweet, too uh, syrupy, too – like all these things that I just – I associated with wine, which was not what they were. Like yeah. wine wine is so diverse in the same way that beer is so diverse and, and liquor. Um, There's and, only and one place where I enjoyed restaurant wine, and it wasn't restaurant wine. It was like bar wine. Yeah. But uh, some place on Rainy Street – God help me. I can't remember the name. Down in Austin? Yeah. Okay. So there's like Sixth Street. They call it Dirty Six. So that's where college kids go get drunk and naked, whatever the hell they do. I don't know. Yeah. And then there is um, there's East Six, which is kind of mm, it's not as crazy college town, but it's more kind of like music based, like laid back, not dirtier, not grungier, but um. Wow, I probably just insulted a lot of people just now. Um, how do I describe it? Oh, I'll, I'll counter that by describing uh, West 6, which is kind of like more, I guess, uptowny. Mm-hmm. And then there's Rainy Street, which is kind of like your Sunday fun day kind mm-hmm. of deal. Um, day drinking kind of stuff. Uh, and this one place, uh, the the one, it was a Pinot, of course. What uh, kind of Pinot, Pinot Noir I, red or... I, I, Pinot Noir, yeah. Okay. But it tasted like straight up grape juice. Interesting. So that was like the one wine I enjoyed, um, you know, at okay. a bar outside, which I feel is very rare. Okay. Um, what, were you eating food with it or just... No, I'm just, just straight like drinking it and I was uh, very pleased. Okay. It was very fitting for like... Um, I don't know. Is is communal wine usually fruity? I would think so. I mean, I grew up Protestant, so we didn't have alcohol. Oh, that's right. Um, and so we drank grape juice, and that was very fruity. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm sure that somebody who's Catholic could probably answer that. I'm not sure what commun- communion I wine guess. is like. Catholics tweet yeah, yeah. at us. Yeah, exactly. What does your wine taste like? Yeah. I, I, I have honestly, it never occurred to me to even look into that, and now I am a little bit curious because I have no idea. Yeah. I know that uh, we've had this. Victoria and I have had this before, and it's um, – I'm going to mispronounce it. It's uh, it's Cahor. It's a and that is used in uh Byz- or not Byzantine Catholic in uh Orthodox communion sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. So, it's and that and uh Cahor is uh 
it's a it's a russification of a French word. I don't remember what, so I don't, I don't actually know what's in it. I, I think I knew at some point. I just don't recall. Uh, but it's a very highly alcoholic, very very sweet wine. Um, it is fruity, but it's just so sweet. I, I can't. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of sweet stuff, and it is nauseatingly sweet to me. But Victoria loves it, so interesting. Uh, it is, but it's very highly alcoholic. It's like six, sixteen or seventeen percent. This Tempranillo it's a bloody Christ for you. Was that? It's a blood of Christ for you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this Tempranillo that you and I are drinking is uh, fairly low. It's thirteen point five percent alcohol by volume. Mm, uh, that's which, why I don't like it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, if, you know what? If you don't like it, that's fine. But while we are finishing no, this. While we're finishing this glass, um, and you don't have to drink it. If you want, you can pour it out, and, and we'll go to the next one. But uh, tell us a little bit about the show that you are now on episode – well, as of this recording, episode 7, I think. Um, or, or it's 7 comes out. As of this recording, out. as I was waiting for you to get off work, I recorded episode 8 in a parking lot. Okay. Right. So – um, so what are you trying to what are you trying to do with your show? What's the direction you want to take it in? Basically, it's libertarianism and archism mm -hmm. 101 for um, you know, people who are on the fence where they are politically. Mm -hmm. I like to make the argument as I was telling you earlier that people by nature might be inherently libertarian or they just don't know it yet. Yeah. But it's going on the principle of um, I don't know. I just want to present the basics, uh, whether it be kind of like the basic totems of mm -hmm. really being liberty minded and understanding that it's really, it's not the left versus the right. It's us versus the states. Yeah. And it's kind of funny cause I'm still pretty green to the quote movement mm -hmm. and it's like, I'm learning learning as i go sure and every little episode mm -hmm. is kind of a book report sure unless if it's something like today where i just kind of like bullshit for the first 20 minutes yeah and then i pull up a lou rockwell uh, article that i find <laughs> yeah and i just kind of like dissect it and it's funny like i it it's like you're learning with me in real time not very professional so i apologize for that but hey uh if you choose to listen thanks uh you should check it out i am mr sue at Mr. Sue, but basically you think of this as like libertarianism for, you know, basic bitches. Well, see, it's, I, I, I enjoy it a lot. You, I think it was episode four. You did a episode where you were critiquing. Um, it, it was something that was, it was either CNN or Fox where they were talking about like universal ser uh, service. Oh, my God. That yeah. really pissed me off. <laughs> I know. I know she did. But like what was funny is like a lot of things you were talking about and a lot of things that she was talking about reminded me of when I was younger. And you, you and I had uh, mentioned this mm. or through uh, our Twitter chat or whatever was one of the things that. Uh, I'm I'm very grateful for at this point, but at the time I was not particularly happy about it. Was that I tried to enlist in the military, and the branch that I was trying to enlist in didn't accept me because my tattoo on the back of my leg was too big. Oh yeah, you didn't show me that yeah. yet. I'll, I'll show it, I'll show it to you after the episode. Yeah. So, um, but they they said, well, no, this is too big. You can probably go join the army. This white boy is a crip. So uh... right, right, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's what the, the dude the dude who's recording like recruiting me. Like he had this expression on his face. He's like. On paper, you are a really great recruit, but we aren't really hurting for new enlistees, and your tattoo violates the, the size rule. 
and it could be gang related. I was like, what are you talking about? It's it's a, and it's then a fifteen years later they started having um you know don't ask don't tell and that was cool and well I guess up until now they let people uh, in serve uh, mm-hmm. if they were you know uh, transsexuals. What what are we supposed to call? People I'm not that. sure what it, I think transgender. I'm not sure. Now. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry if I offended yeah. anyone. Um, but yeah, so that that's ironic. But that's very cool. How you know? Yeah. Well, I always, I always feel like I was very blessed because uh, I don't think that would have been the right thing for me, and, and I think I would have ended up coming to resent. You know, as much job. as I've learned to like disdain the warfare welfare state, mm-hmm. I can align with Thaddeus Russell's way of thinking about it. Like. You know, some people just need to be like whipped into shape, sure. and they need order and structure, yeah. and that's totally, totally I, and cool. I, and I, 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 I agree with him on that too, because I, I have known a lot of people who they need that. It does very good for them. I don't think that was me. I think that yeah. I think I was just. You're uh, not really a threat socially or to yeah. I mean, the it, public. I just I just didn't know what to do, and and I think that being rejected that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it, it's it's you know this comes up a lot in our circles or whatever is that the way that the government is structured it uh, extends adolescence and it gets you to a point where you know you go back a hundred years ago when you were sixteen years old you would have been married you had five kids you would have had kids you would have been well maybe a man wouldn't wouldn't have been but a woman would have been married with and starting a family probably at thirteen. Um, a guy would have had some sort of career path, but it probably would have been some sort of inheritance, like generational inheritance. So, yeah. or or maybe like a. Uh, I uh, mean, it depends. Like when you started, right? Yeah, it just, it just depends. Yeah, but the thing is, is like that lifestyle went on for thousands of years, and we're only at the point where we're afforded the freedom to be able to. We are really kind of we're like spoiled forge our own and path. entitled. We are, yeah. but hell yeah. And I'm very grateful for that, but it also I think it does cause a lot of angst in young people when they're when they're just not sure what to do. It's very difficult, and and the state has whether it's purposeful or not has could be. has filled that. This spot. could be yeah. the tasting anarchy conspiracy corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be. No, uh, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I, I I think that is like well, it could be very well calculated. Um, for anyone who hasn't mm-hmm. checked out episode four. Basically, what this she, she's a doctor, yeah. Uh, evidently, what the fuck that really <laughs> means. But basically, she went on like the CNN morning Saturday show. Don't ask me what it's called, and don't remind me uh, what this guy's name is. Yet yeah, we did figure it out. But still, uh, that just yeah. goes to show how much I don't. Well, it was very it was very difficult him. to pronounce. Yeah, it was. And I found a Google translator. No, it wasn't even Google. It was like some. Like '90s made like website. Anyway, yeah. Uh, what this quote doctor was um talking about was ins- <laughs> this is uncanny. So we go from <laughs> people joining the Peace Corps for a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just switch that and uh, let's just you know, replace that with civil service, yeah. aka joining the military for a year. But hey, man, if you stay in for ten years, your debt, student loans sure. for given don't worry about it not that that's going to impact the already trillion dollars in debt that we are in uh currently with student loans Mm. so there you go kids yeah go fucking find the desert or whatever island or you know um country we want to send you and i just thought it was like not perfect because that would be morbid to say that it was perfect yeah but um 
you know, very fitting for sure. the shit that we're getting into in Venezuela. And I, I just couldn't stand it. It, ugh. so yeah. yeah. If you want to hear me bitch more and gripe and you know, uh, incoherently just go off the walls, go check out episode four of uh, my podcast. But yeah. yeah so mean, so what is uh, so this is what you're kind of doing with it now? Is it's like it's like 101. You going through learning learning these things and taking people on the journey with you. Do you have a direction that you want to start taking this, or are you just kind of kind of wing it as you go? Um, yes and no. Okay. So what I what I really want to do? There's so much like awesome, great free resources, whether it's a yeah. news article or you know everything. Mises related, like every Rothbard book is free to download on iTunes. Yeah. And that's just a great way to, you know, maybe, and, and it's cool. They, you know, they'll have one book out, uh, but each chapter is like an hour long. So you can even like dissect that and make each chapter an episode. I'm yeah. probably giving someone an idea and they're probably going to run with it and steal with it, but it's okay. Cause we don't believe in intellectual property. Sure. Right. <laughs> sure. But anyway, so I thought about doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am also kind of weary whether or not to do like news related things sure. because if, you know, someone finds value in what I'm doing down the road mm-hmm. and they want to kind of go back in whatever archives I have, then I think it's unfair to really date what's happening right. in a way. But yet yeah, then again, um, the past is the present and the present is the future. So I think everything is somewhat connected. Sure. Whether I mean, it's just like going back and learning about World War Two. So if mm-hmm. I'm covering, you know, whatever is going on in the Middle East or Venezuela, and I'm not claiming to be like a foreign policy expert, uh, if anything, I'm like a fraction of a Scott Horton wannabe. But um, needless to say, I think it's still vital for anyone to like go back and check out what some douchebag opinion on a certain event that was occurring. So as far as the agenda for the show, I am learning as I go. And thank God for the cool connections I've been able to make on Twitter because everyone is so open to just, you know, provide me with (laughs) source material in a way. Um, But it's just really cool. The connections and relationships I made and how open and honest and, um, you know, supportive people are in providing people knowledge. And that's really what we need Mm -hmm. as uh, ANCAP libertarians, minarchists, whatever, um, you know, fighting or questioning or being skeptical of the state. Mm -hmm. The very least we can do is educate each other. So that's really what, I am trying to do. I'm educating myself. Sure. And if I feel like I'm worthy enough or have a grasp of what I've been educated on, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm going to try to put that back into the world because that is the most that we can really do yeah. is educate each other. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, like, like I listening to your show, like, I've there's stuff that you shared that either I haven't thought about in a long time or I haven't thought about at all. Oh, thanks. Um, which is nice. And, and that's refreshing, especially since... Um, I think in the libertarian community, in the anarchist community, we do kind of get into a groove of listening to the same people over and over and over again. It does, and it does kind of become, honestly, yeah. It's a, we're shooting ourselves in the foot to yeah. be honest, because the people that I and maybe even you choose to interact with mm-hmm. on Twatter is it's an echo chamber, sure. but it's a healthy echo chamber. Okay, yeah, it is, and, and it's friendly, and it's and, and as cool as being yeah. a libertarian is that may, what really libertarianism is is being 
radical. And I think a part of being radical is being open to new ideas and always questioning uh, things that come up. Whether it's some retarded AOC green bill, or if it's, if it's even questioning yourself, sure. which is what I ultimately am trying to do and am not afraid of doing. Yeah. So I like to like fight against libertarian principles wherever that sends sure. me. Yeah. But it's always good to like you know check yourself before you wreck yeah. yourself, kind of right. And, and I know one of the things that like Carr says, and I and I appreciate this, and and even my wife says that she, this is very accurate of me. Is um, one of the things that I like to do and this is just sort of how I, I exist in life in general is when you when you talk to me especially when I start getting very political it's it sounds like you're talking to somebody who's observing themselves trying to figure out how to argue against themselves like on, in Jordan Peterson interviews where he's talking aloud and he's yeah where he starts the where he goes like, well, yeah and, and I and I do that a lot too where or like I'll say something and then in my mind go like well what could they possibly say that's against this and does that make logical sense Ooh, that would make logical I sense. have these arguments so, with myself yeah all the time yeah, in my yeah. head. but I think this is part of like the libertarian autism that you and I talked about a little bit where it's just kind of like there is like 65 percent baby <laughs> I think I, I think I was like 41 or something like that but there is like you know this, what was from SOL? No. 72. 72, really? I know. I, was I, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> no, he's like, I'm a weird dude. Yeah, he, I'm, he I'm is. I'm a creepy fella. But he's a, he's a, he's a, oh, great, like, he's he's a great guy. He's a goddamn though. sweetheart, yeah. man. Yeah, he he is. So if you, you know, Go listen to Sounds Like Liberty. Well, that's actually, what's interesting is um, I've been on Sounds Like Liberty, and I have, have. I have I have very eclectic uh, musical taste. I think. Yes, you do. And uh, but music is definitely something that's very important to you. I don't want to get into it too much because if you end up going on sounds like Liberty, I want you to explore your Todd experience and all that sort of yeah. stuff with them. Uh, but you are very into the Texas music scene. Uh, I'm not very into. I it was only kind of like thrown on me because okay. um my stepdad was into it. Okay, and it's kind of a thing like the shit that your parents listen to. At first, you hate it. Sure. And then as I kind of grew as a musician, I learned to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, everything I learned uh, guitar solo-wise came from uh, a song I would hear repeatedly. Yeah. And the cool thing about Texas music is it's an amalgam of uh, folk, country, and rock and roll as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where you get kind of that red dirt Americana, like outlaw music. Right. Which in a way is libertarian if you really think about it. Yeah. Or it's kind of funny because I feel like musicians and artists in general are libertarian but they just don't realize it kind of like the limousine liberal Mm kind of deal or what do they call them is it just called california liberals or la liberals yeah i mean like they're they're basically it's uh just for the for the audience to explain what what people are talking about it's it's uh liberals in california who feel guilty about their success yeah and and it's a lot of no, times, no, 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 no. I think the issue is that they don't feel guilty. No, I think that they do feel guilty, and they try to cover it up by all these causes. But then they get in their Gulf Stream and go pollute and all that sort of stuff, even though oh. they just spent all their time telling everybody else who makes fifty thousand dollars a year that they're not allowed to drive regular cars; they have to drive a Prius or they have to drive a Tesla or something like that that nobody who makes fifty thousand dollars a year can afford. So, True. yeah. So it's like I mean, it's like it's like uh, Al Gore when he he's like you know in ten years or whatever we're going to be underwater, and then he gets into his Gulf Stream and flies across yeah. the country and it's like okay so do you really believe in this stuff or do you just believe that and, and when you talk to people like this they're like well no we have to do it as a coordinated effort which means basically they're not going to do it unless you do it and we're, they're going to force you to do it yeah uh i mean honestly i i fully came to like the liberty movement after listening to dave smith and he 
I'm going to, you know, bring up two anecdotes that he mentioned based off everything that you just said. So first off, global warming, if it was really as much of an issue, then that would be the sole focus. But obviously that's not the case. And it's just bullshit propaganda to really um, either distract us from things that might be happening elsewhere in the world or... Again, it's just propaganda and is just a ploy to make us feel guilty and give the state our money. And then, um, oh crap, damn it. I've done this like a dozen times okay, well, today. Why you think, why you're thinking about it? I'll, I'll expand on that because I don't necessarily disbelieve in global warming. Yeah, my, it's warming, my, but you know, well, yeah. let's just, or, or climate change or whatever the deal is. Yeah. But the, but the, I think that the, change. the correct, I wouldn't say necessarily the correct, but I think that one thing that people have to consider is that a climate scientist can tell you that the globe is warming or the or the climate's changing or whatever and it, and and maybe they can even tell you that it's I due to I know to, where you're going with this cuz Bob Murphy says something similar. Okay. He, he, actually this is maybe who where I got it from then is that is that they may even be able to tell you that man is causing Basically it. economists can prove anything with a graph. Sure. And yeah. uh Bob was talking about this on the episode he did about the the economics of immigration. Well, this is not exactly where I was going with it, but what I where I was going to go with it was they may be able to tell tell you all of these things. But what they can't tell you because they're not experts in this area is what the proper policy recommendation is. Exactly. And that's and, the same fallacy in yeah. Keynesian e- economics. Right, exactly. So like yeah, it, it is. It is exactly that. Is that maybe Keynesian maybe they're correct on all these economic predictions I mean, and that be. sort of stuff. But they don't necessarily they're not policy experts, so they they're not gonna be able to tell you necessarily the correct solution. So and sort of to tie this back to wine to a little add, bit. Add, oh, sure, go ahead. add to that real quick. Sure. To uh, take a jab at us libertarians, but not really. But um, the same principle can be applied when Ron Paul or Peter Schiff is like, oh, yeah, the crash is going to come, but I can't tell you when. Sure. But the the, yeah. the difference in that is that there's truth, and based on history, crashes do happen. And based sure. on history, we do know that interventionism mm-hmm. only makes it worse. Yeah. Okay, back to wine. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, I was going to tie this into wine is that, that there is – and I've become – I wouldn't say more – I wouldn't say pro or con climate change or whatever. But I believe in the economy and I believe in market action. And there has been some shifts in the wine industry as a result of climate change to some degree. Not necessarily the extreme climate change that the UN is predicting and now they're saying that we need to take away 50% of your that income. That just means your wine's going to be fruitier. It's going to be different. <laughs> and, and they're, and they're going to be able to grow it further north. Um, now, granted, there's other things that go into this, but sorry, backtrack. It's <laughs> going to be fruitier because it's going to be warmer, right? Because yeah, yeah, warmer means more sugar, but it's going to be less acidic, so it's going to be more full body. Yeah, it's oh, this is a win-win for yeah. me. It's going to yeah. it's going to be interesting, but uh, but so <laughs> in the wine industry, they, there has been some interesting action taken where, due to certain changes in the climate, they are getting higher yields. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean these are permanent changes, though. These are these are very, very good years in places that don't normally have very good years and very, very bad years in places that normally do have good years. And it's and it's sequential, but it's over a, a 10, Hundreds year of period. years, as yeah. you can look at a graph from thousands yeah, it's, of it's years very, ago. It's very difficult to predict it, but it is it is interesting to me. Um, and, and I've kind of uh, gone away from making any sort of prediction about whether the climate is doing one thing or the other because... Leave it to the experts, Jake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... Well... The thing is, like most of the people who are making these predictions, are not actually experts. They're I, I know that that was <laughs> yeah, my yeah. point. Yeah, they're all they're all uh, they're all bureaucrats. But 
uh, CNM con- contributors. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. CNM <laughs> contributors. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So the but the the point I think is that regardless of your expertise. You're not an expert in everything. And what the market provides is people to coordinate expertise based on price. And price is a way to communicate expertise very quickly. Without, but that's not going to happen if yeah. the CIA sure. is you yeah. know, paying CNN contributors to fucking say whatever they that, want them to say. That is true. So on that note, because we're, we're going to start running low on time soon, I want to I go on to the Symphondel because I want you to try it too. So why don't you, cool. pour, why don't you pour that into your... My tumbler? Your tumbler, yeah. I want to put my Diet Cherry Dr. Peppers in there. Oh, why don't you pour the wine? You can either, you can, the, if you want, you can pour it in the sink. Oh. It's, it's cheap, so I don't really care that much. <laughs> uh, I'll drink it. I'll drink it later. But I'm going to pour myself some of the Zinfandel because I think it's good. So for, for the listeners... For the listeners, I also got Mr. Sue, and I spilled it a little bit, but that's okay, a uh, Ravenswood Zinfandel. Um, Mason and I have done this on the show before. This is from the Old Vine Zinfandel. This is done in Lodi, California. Um, Ravenswood is the chief winemaker. Ravenswood is known as the godfather of Zin, and he, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a bigwig. When it comes to um, Zinfandel. So, Mr. Sue, I don't mind if you spill a little bit of it. Go and pour yourself a, whatever you want because I know that you don't want a huge amount. But I want you to try it because these are the two that, based on what you told me, I thought you would like. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you got to go for a run in the morning, so you don't want to. I do. Wanna, I don't want to be hungover. Yeah. Actually, being drunk and going on a run isn't the worst thing you mm-hmm. It depends on how much you drink. Mm-hmm. But I was a little tipsy. Uh, this past Thanksgiving, and I'm like, hey, what am I going to do? Because I'm done with being with the family. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, I'm a little buzz. Let's, mm-hmm. go for, let's go for a jog. Sure. And it was enjoyable. Yeah. Let's see if this wine is equally enjoyable. It's 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 going to be different, but it's similar in a lot of ways. So I think I can tell you it's going to be better than the stuff, the other Zinfandel that I got. Oh, oh the that California was. one that, that you had online? Yeah, the okay. very jammy one. Okay. This will be fruity and jammy, but not probably not as jammy as that. I just want people to know I'm smelling it. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting about about smelling wine is uh, there like as you become more interested in wine, it's it ends up becoming a very big part of it, just kind of smelling it because it smells good. Mm-hmm. So you know, like like I never was that big into like candles and stuff like that. You brought us a candle as a gift, which I thought I was did. very nice. Very and um, I like the pipe tobacco smell. And I never really cared that much though about candles until. Uh, I got until married. you were forced to. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say until after years of having no other gift option for your mother, <laughs> just kind of like sticks and like, hey, my apartment smells like shit. Let's change this. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was, I got married. No, the way and, to change that is to make your goddamn roommate take out the trash. Right, right. Uh, Sorry, I'm venting. Well, I got, I got, I got married and when I would come home from work, it smelled so nice in the apartment. I said, oh, this is nice to come home to a good smelling apartment. But you know, like when you live somewhere and it smells like dude, yeah, you just kind of like, you just kind of get nose blind to it. I smell glorious. I think I smell neutral, but I I always brag about my neutral smell. (laughs) I'm always always like, well, you know, I smell very neutral. So uh, I don't know if that's true or not. You just smell like house. Yeah, you just smell like neutral. Like I just smell like I exist. Like it's not good, it's not bad, it's just neutral. What was the weirdest um, smelling house of your friends that you had growing up? Because it's interesting you bring it up. Because see, this it's must so be, true. It is absolutely true. And okay, so I can list at least hold on, probably three different distinct mm-hmm. smells. 
But then you would actually come across the same smell in a different friend's house. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's. And I, I know it's cultural. It, it's laundry detergent is probably what's in the pantry. Actually, you can actually make these connections between the difference of pantry smells yeah. and the difference of garage smells. Of okay. course, it's the shit that's in the wherever you're smelling. Right. But I just, I just think it's very. Is very strange. It is if, now there there is uh, there is scientific evidence um, that old do you people. Do think certain families just smell the same by DNA and hormones? Yes, I do, but it's also an age related thing because old people have a smell particular like smell. Well, they have a smell that they produce. It's not pee. It's that uh, the uh, dying the, skin, the binder that is in your skin, binder that that hold makes it fl- uh, not wrinkly. Eventually starts breaking down, and, oh, yeah. and it makes you wrinkly. And this also produces an odor that it, it not necessarily a bad odor. It's just it smells like old person, uh, and it's and it's a real smell. Like it, it's something that people recognize, and they when they go in somewhere, they're like, oh, it smells like old person here. I don't think it smells bad necessarily. It just smells like old person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were there were distinct smells, and I did have one friend who I never wanted to go over to his house because I didn't like the way his family smelled, and they just had a. A very strong odor. Where that fall on the on the prejudice spectrum? Is that smellist? Probably smellist. Yeah, smellist? I mean, they, it was a white family. Oh, um, but well, I'm not saying you're racist. You're just yeah. smellist. Well, uh, you know, they're, they're like a lot of people think that like different races smell differently, and this pro- that might be true. I don't know, but I think I think it's actually. I agree. I think it has to do with the food you eat. I don't think it necessarily yes. has to do with the color of your skin. Uh, so. But the I went through like a heavy garlic phase in college, and then when I would come home, my mom's like, "You smell like garlic." I'm like, "No, I don't." But um, no, it's it's true. Like that I, I shit will seep through like, your I, pores. I, I, eat, I eat a shit ton of curry, and whenever I eat a lot of curry, my wife always goes, "Oh, you smell like curry." Yeah, I'm like yeah, because I ate a bunch of curry. <laughs> I can attest to this because um, when I first moved to Austin, it's a tech bubble heavy, mm-hmm. so that attracts a lot of um, Indian families, mm. and um, there were, I went through a f- how long, I was living here at this particular location for not even a year, and it was in and out, like two different families, both Indian, and um, it smelled like curry every time I came home. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I like that. Curry. I and, like curry. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad smell, but yeah. after a while, you know. Actually, I'm not. Maybe I just haven't had good curry. Mm. Oh, so I make, I make, I wouldn't say, I make very good vindaloo. I feel like it's overwhelming. Okay. In a way. You gotta try my again, vindaloo at some point. Your what? I'll, I'll make it. Vindaloo. It's like, vindaloo. it's like curry kind of. It's very good. Um, I'll tell you, the, the, the friend that, to answer your original question, the friends whose house I didn't like to go over to was the Smokers. Oh, no shit. No one yeah. likes that. But, it, but I felt bad because it was like one member of the family smoked, dad or mom or something like that. But the entire house always smelled like smoke, and they didn't even smoke inside. Like, But all oh, the kids yeah. smelled like the it. Skin the, the The drapes, everything. Like, I, I wouldn't stay the night. I didn't even want to stay and play video games or anything like that. It was just weird. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Then I had another friend. Well, I always wanted to spend spend the, spend the night at his house because everything smelled like Dr Pepper. Because Hell yeah. their entire family drank Dr Pepper nonstop. Hell yeah! <laughs> and it was a great smell. And uh, here in Texas, I fit in very well because I appreciate the crisp, clean, refreshing taste of Diet Dr Pepper or Cherry Vanilla Diet Dr Pepper. Cherry Vanilla uh, Diet. Yeah, which which did you? What did you get there? Cherry Cherry Dr Just Pepper? cherry. I did not see Diet Cherry Vanilla. They may not have it anymore. There was a there was a there was like a, a promo phase. period where they had Cherry Vanilla Diet Dr Pepper, and uh-huh. they had this commercial, and the the tagline on it was uh, Cherry Vanilla Diet Dr Pepper. Ooh, it's mouthful. It's great. One of the best commercials, and my mom would get it for me. Hell and, yeah! Uh, it's about those uh, those those limited time offer trials, yeah. and then they're just gone. Speaking speaking of limited time stuff. 
I haven't had TV in 13 years. I have actually, you can see I have a TV, but I haven't had cable or anything That's like that. That's a monitor. Yeah, it's a monitor. It's a monitor for computer stuff. You and many of the other libertarians in this group have made the Jake from State Farm commercial joke. Oh, well, you grew up with that. I've seen the commercial, but I think it was going on when, like, I wasn't around. That, like, or not I was still TV. in high school, so that's, like, 2011 to, no, maybe not that early, but, like, okay. 20, at the earliest, 2012 and on. Put the doggo in the, yeah. She's got to go into the room, and then she's going to start scratching to try to get back into this room in a minute. But, so what do you think about this infidel? Um... I kind of forgot how it tasted. Oh, no, I haven't tasted it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> At first, I was going to say it's similar to the Tempranillo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not as much of a marbly feel, but definitely more acidic. Okay, so Tempranillo and Zinfandel on like a spectrum of red wines are very, very, very close. And uh, right on the money. Yes, yeah, and that's why I picked these two because they're both very fruity. They're both pretty full-bodied. Uh, and they're both very acidic, but they're not necessarily very But they're not full-bodied. They're full-bodied. Oh, wait, wait. No. Oh, dang. Yes. I always get full-bodied and tannic. Yes. Confused. So full-bodied is where it feels heavy on your tongue. So like if you if you take it and hold it in your mouth, it feels heavy instead of light. This feels light. Okay. Does it feel to light me? to you? Okay. But then again, I'm, I'm a wine poser. Frankly, I just like drinking red wine because it feels healthy, like, like Victoria and her organicness, sure, which is yeah. awesome. Um... Values subjective. Sure. Boom. Liberty. Um, <laughs> uh, man, how terrible would that be if like that just became a meme, mm-hmm. even to like non libertarians, and they just didn't know, but oh, they, but they like, but they no, just liberty. Oh, just like I don't know. Oh, fuck it, dude. Again, where am I going with this? Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, any sort of dead air is going to get cut out. <laughs> Why? No, don't cut that out. <laughs> I, I don't I, edit this at all. Oh, I heavily, will not edit. I this. Heavily You're going to leave everything episodes. in. It will make your life so much easier if you don't edit. I heavily edit because that's I what. Sound nice. Do you follow the 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 Rollo and Slappy model? They, you're right. They don't. They don't edit. Hell they no, just, they, they don't. Just release it like the next day. Hell no, they so, don't. Yeah, I know. I edit usually. So okay, but you're going to keep this dialogue in, right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> we'll find out. It's what the people want. Well, because I want to make this a mini episode, I've got to. I we've either oh, got to stop in eight minutes because I want it to come out on Tuesday. Tuesdays are mini episodes. Yeah, Tuesdays are minis, and uh, Fridays are normies. Normies. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep. On. You need to keep that in. You need to keep all this in. Yeah. Okay. So right, I'll we'll, it we'll cut it in eight minutes because I'm I'm ready to um. Mm-hmm. Go to bed as I'm. I'm sure you yeah. are. And, well, I gotta, so, I gotta walk the dog. But yeah. So, um, what was I gonna say about this wine? Oh no, I was saying the only reason I drink red wine is because it makes me feel better about mm-hmm. myself. Um, there's apparently health benefits. There are. Particularly well, my my doctor heart. does. Uh, my doctor oh, recommends yeah. it. Gastro. Yeah, gastrointestinal. He, he anything fermented actually. He he says is, is good in moderation. Yeah, because it's like a probiotic. Yeah. Exactly. Well, wine is. I don't think exactly, there's probiotics. In no, here. it's not. So the the I can't Maybe remember what it was that he said. There was something about wine that kind of is conducive to a healthy gut flora. So maybe, maybe it is prebiotic. I'm not sure. But, you know, I only go to an osteopath, which everybody always thinks is bizarre. But osteopaths are... Explain that. Okay, so an osteopath is a real doctor, like a regular medical doctor. But they go of a general to, practitioner? Yeah, but they go to additional school. And their additional school training is to treat not the symptoms of a By sickness. By the way, I found out how to get my... Um, 
my is it dryness or full body what's the dry mouth feel that's not full body or light body dry the dry mouth feel is tannic got it yeah wouldn't doubt you need a tannic feel in your mouth drink mm-hmm. wine with actual grapes um so i would say this particular wine this is actually an interesting combination because you've got pickles and grapes oh yeah in addition to um my container of grapes probably a pound plus mm-hmm. i also have a giant jar of pickles um kosher dill the good stuff hell yeah i'll go through a jar of these in god knows yeah. how long probably a night so i got a grape and a, a pickle kink as well as um if you check out my uh episode seven i have a pelosi kink hmm. as well okay all right uh-huh. <laughs> i i know that she's seen better days and she is a stone cold scarecrow wacko bitch but hey you look back a couple of decades maybe hey man it's promising okay even yeah. though and she's very very rich she is. Yeah. I also have a, have a uh, conspiracy that she is probably a mafia princess as well. Pelosi, oh, okay. is Italian. I, I know that. Super I know Italian. that uh, Hillary is not a mafia princess, but I believe that the Rodham Blue Blood. No, I think the Rodham no. made all their money in prostitution. Oh, yeah. pizza gay. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah. So, uh, like, I think, I think, I think, like the Carolinas. I think they were like big uh, prohibition, prostitution, and liquor runners. Nice. I don't know that for sure. So you can fact check me that's, on that. But that sounds too cool, though. Yeah, it does sound too cool. But at the same time, like, it makes sense. That doesn't want to make me pokey go to the polls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon go Pokemon to the polls. Goes, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I just died. That's one of the things oh, I like. I like the Pokemon go to the polls, and I also like the 10 feet Hot higher. Hot sauce? No, 10, 10 feet, feet higher, higher from Trump. Like, oh, 26, the wall? 2016 was the best. So, like, anytime anybody says... Bad slogans? Yeah, bad, like, bad slogans. So, like, uh, yeah. like today when we, I was talking on, on the Twitter group, uh, or the, the Gchat group for... Um, the, some of the libertarian group guys that got kicked off of Twitter, uh, they were saying, well, I, I said, I made a reservation for 10 people, which it turned out there was exactly 10 people at our thing. And they said, well, what do you do if there's 20 people? And I said, you know what I say to that? The table just got 10 feet larger. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's the same thing. Like, you can use these slogans all the time. And like anytime like somebody says like, That's oh, how memes are made, dude. Yeah, it's exactly. It's how memes are made. So like, we're going to Pokemon Go to mellow mushroom pizza <laughs> like you can just say things like that all the time and yeah, and it doesn't make any sense but there are these terrible slogans What's, from the what makes your mushroom mellow yeah what makes my mushroom mellow yeah pokemon going to the polls you just know you unmellowed my mushroom i unmellowed it yeah. uh I had I had one more thing before. Oh, we, I wanted to cover Zinfandel. So we've co- we've got we've covered two wines tonight. Is this the uh, the the Croatian dude that brought the Zinf? Zinfandel, yes, Croatian. Okay, cool. I yeah. always forget this history. And I talked to a guy, Total Wine, and mm-hmm. he's like, "No, you're full of shit." I'm no, like, well, but I heard it on Tasting <laughs> in Tasting Anarchy, so of course it's true. Yeah. So this is one of the myths. So there's two there's two myths about Zinfandel, and and nobody really knows how it actually happened. So anybody who tells you oh, they know, Jake. they're they're full of From shit. State Farm, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so one is that there was there was a immigrant to California during the gold rush, uh, or prior to the gold rush, he was starting a cattle ranch, 
and he just recognized that I think it was Sonoma. I don't think it was Napa. He recognized that it was just a really great microclimate, microclimate for growing grapes. And so he enlisted this other cattle farmer who was in the area at the time, and he was like, "Hey, let's like let's plant some grapes and stuff like that." And the guy was like, "Awesome, yeah." And he was rich, so he was like, "Here you go. Here's some money. Let's get this going." And so he kept taking trips back to Europe, and he would bring stuff with him. And one of the things he brought back, according to legend, is Zinfandel, and he called it Zinfandel. Is that like a family name, or is it just random? It's just something he made up, or, or or maybe it's just random. I don't know. But so they thought that Zinfandel was native to California for a long time. They, they thought, they, yeah, they okay. thought. Well, see, in the eighties, they started. Doing oh no, genetic, I just I just questioned because it sounded like you said fought. So oh, like no, they thought they fought was, for their grapes. Yeah, they thought it was they a, fought a, for their right a Californian grape. Grapes. Then in the eighties and nineties, they started doing DNA testing of grapes. And they found out that Zinfandel is actually the same as this varietal that is Croatian. I, I don't remember what it's called. And that they're genetically the same thing. That all the Zinfandel in California, for the most part, so like are clippings. Clones. No, they're not clones. They're clippings. So, ah. so clones are a little bit different. And I won't, we won't get into it here. Uh, clones, Cloning is interesting. And clippings are interesting. Grapes, grapes are very unusual the way that, that things work. So They are. Um, just by like on a weekly basis, if you go buy grapes... Yeah. Just the like strain and ripeness and plumpness. Mm-hmm. And just the idea that you can go to a, a grapevine, clip a vine off, and then like stick it in the ground and it'll probably turn into another grapevine. What the hell? Yeah, it's bizarre. Like that and that's how they do clippings, roughly. If I like, get into agorism, that's the first thing I'm gonna start growing your grapes. <laughs> yeah, great. They're easy they're easy well, they're easy to grow, but it takes it it takes like four TLC. years for them to mature. It like takes a mature. lot of TLC. Yeah, like they won't, the they right won't, size they won't, and they won't prov- they won't provide grapes for several years. Oh fuck that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, because I grew grapes in my backyard in Virginia, and it took a long time for them to start. Pre- and then so the, like, bird, the birds are always edible. Kind of, uh, it, I mean, they provided small. Yeah, I had edible grapes. I didn't have wine grapes. Um, oh no, so, I'm talking about eating my own grapes. Okay, yeah, so, I'm not talking so, about. Okay, so if I want to have like my hydroponic mm-hmm. agorist set up sure. in my house, you can do hydroponics or aquaponics. Uh, we'll get together on aquaponics. You got to have tilapia in your garage. I don't need fish in my garage. <laughs> I don't have a garage. <laughs> right. Well, the, you can do it with goldfish or something like that, too. But but anyway, like if I grow my own mm-hmm. grapes in my house, um, then they'll be edible, or do I have to wait four years for them to be edible? It probably won't produce fruit for three to four years. What the hell? Yeah, it takes a long time. Ew. It's, it's a lot of work. Uh, three, three to four seasons. I, th- I think I got a little bit the second season, but the birds and then... Uh, and then I hated birds. putting the nets over the grapes because the birds would get caught in the nets, and then I'd feel bad for the birds. And don't feel bad for the birds. I, I do feel bad for the birds. That's I feel bad for all animals. Why don't you eat the birds? Well, they're they're like little chickadees and stuff. Yeah. so not really any meat on them. It's a nugget. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or it's, a giblet. Yeah, yeah, or, or yeah. All right. Um, Being resourceful, man. Yeah, but uh, anyway, so Zinfandel. That's how you work horizontally in the agorist <laughs> community. And then the the other theory for Zinfandel was that the Holy Roman Empire, the last of it, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, gifted New the New York University of New York or something like that, gifted them um, clippings of a, of a wide variety of grapes, and that that's where it came from, uh, because part of Croatia was part of that empire at the time. So, so it feels that they gave them a large variety of clippings, and it's not just Zinfandel. They gave them a whole bunch of different things, but Zinfandel was one of the things they gave them. So can you go to the store and buy a Zinfandel grape and eat it? Wine grapes are not really eating grapes, so uh, no. You like the I, I actually I don't know what this is. So so 
Long story short, uh, there are different types of grapes, and the types of grapes that you eat are not usually uh, the same as the ones you use for wine. Stupid. <laughs> they are different. So you also have American, the American varietals, which are not winemaking grapes, and they and they add odd flavors. So like uh, Concord Was grapes. that intentional or accidental? I would think that's accidental, like... Yeah, they're just di- they're just different back. they're just different species of grape. Uh, so, like Concord grapes are is an American varietal, and that is the, the classic grape taste. Yeah, it's not that's not what Vita uh, the the type that they make European wines out of is. Uh, I mean, v- they probably Vita did Verm- at, at first, and then they're like, sure. "Yo, this was a mistake." Well, they, they do make it, and actually, um, or is that what table wine is? You know, table wine is uh, blends usually. And, oh yeah, that's right. Yes, so. But uh, Vita verniferous is the species of grape that they usually make wine out of. They You can make it out of the American-style grapes, but there are interesting flavors in it that people don't normally find appealing. Um, foxiness is how it's described usually. Foxiness. Yeah, so it's uh, kind of a musty taste that's uh, a little that's unusual. That's the opposite of foxy. That's like grandpa. M- musty? Like, well, no, you know, foxes have a scent gland in their tail that... Uh, oh, sorry, I was thinking musk. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musty, like... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a strong, a strong flavor that's in it. But there's, there's, uh, there are various, there are varietals of American grapes, and there's a lot of European ver- American hybrids that are really underrated. And I'm gonna actually go over those in a, in an episode that don't spoil it. I, I don't want to spoil it because I'm gonna have somebody on. The Great Lakes regions grow a lot of these hybrid grapes, and um, they are really interesting. They're a little bit different than the European European varietals, but they aren't bad, and mm-hmm. they do have a unique flavor. But uh, let's go ahead and end it there. Do we want to plug anything from tonight? I think that we want to plug your show again. Let's plug uh, Dino's show, and let's plug the Friends Against Government show. Mm-hmm. So you go for it. So uh, my show is um, the pseudo-lectual, not pseudo-intellectual. I think I, I, I think I always say pseudo-intellectual. I, yeah. So also, su- su- let, me, let me try. Pseudo-lectual. Yeah, okay. I just made your life easier. Yeah. Minus one syllable. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Also, I don't know why Dean added an extra L. Because originally, I mean, in intellectual, there's two L's. I don't know how it's spelled. You know, I, I, I am the worst speller. T e l l e c t u a l. Okay. Fact check me. I probably fucked that up. But um, yeah, it's the 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 intellectual, and uh, you'll see my beautiful real life face um, when you search it on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and honestly, I'm sorry, people have lied to you. I said it was going up on YouTube or some other tubes, but I. I'm I'm lazy, okay? Yeah. I haven't gotten there. We're, and quite frankly... You know we're on YouTube. Oh, shit. First up <laughs> my game. Goddamn. If you want to get 40 listeners like us, you got to get on YouTube. <laughs> oh, well, I was assuming that be 40 extra listeners that you didn't know you existed. <laughs> right. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so you've got 80, really. Right. Podbean's not catching what's happening on YouTube. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Probably not catching what's on, like, BitChute or, like, DTube either. Probably not. I have no. I have no idea. And I, I, w- I think if anything, I'll upload to there. Okay. Um, because uh, it's it, everything's up in the air as far as you know, starting a Patreon or just because people are fucking just um. Sorry, think 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 things are happening. I'm distracted. ADHD. If people couldn't tell, listening. But you just can't be too careful with what is happening in the world. People are just too hypersensitive, pussy-ass bitches, and they just want to take it out. And uh, they, they, they just, I, as you can tell, I'm frustrated. But <laughs> as libertarian ANCAPs, we need to 
conceal our emotions. We can't think emotionally. Uh, we can't let that get the best of us. We have to st- step back, be practical, develop this philosophy, educate people on it, and turn that into the policy. Unlike, uh, you know, doing the vice versa, having the policy and, um, you know, indoctrinating that into the philosophy. Sure. If um, that wasn't too jumbled up words, did I, did I even plug my show? I'm Mr. Sue at Mr. Sue on the Twitter, and my show is called The Pseudolectual. Um, not the what, what is what's the, net, what is the network that that is on? And it is on the Air Network, um, alternative internet radio, and that is set up by the man, the myth, the legend, Dino Files, and that is the same network that hosts Annie Files, um, Drunky Files, as well as Jeremiah Jeremiah Harding's show. So you can go check him out as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sorry if I left out anyone else on that network. I apologize. Um, They'll so forgive you. They, I, I'm sure they will, even though I probably never met them. <laughs> um, but yeah, and as like they need any more plugs, but you know, check out the Fat Cast. I know they're doing awesome stuff. God damn, that's one thing sure. I was gonna ask Car like what he's gonna do because he's gonna do some uh, solo stuff uh, in regards to crypto because that's sure. like his that's his jam, yeah, dude, yeah. And then Car's gonna do some. I think he's gonna do some history. Stuff, I mean, uh, I mean, not Car Bird. Bird, yeah, yeah, he's gonna do some um, polit- political uh, and historical. I think uh, that's theater his, yeah. kind of stuff. I think that's his jam as well. Because he's a historian. I've got some stuff in the works too for our community oh. um, that I'm co-opting. So basically, what I'm known for at this point is taking over somebody else's show. Do you nice? Wait, and, is that what this is? Uh, no, this is my show. Oh, SSL. <laughs> oh, you mean SOL? Were you yeah, hijacking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, because that's exactly appara- what I'm planning on yeah, doing. Yeah, what, apparently, and Nick's like, it. "Yo, that just makes the show easier for me." So yeah, just yeah, because yeah, he's very, very easy. Guy. <laughs> but uh, but I came up with an idea with uh, our Liberty Group or whatever for a new show called Faglib. Faglib. Yeah, and it's uh, you know what a Mad Lib like, is? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically that. But uh, stay tuned for that because I'm going to try to get that going, and I, I'm going to try to make it cross network. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be our 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 people will will. It's like a guess. Lines of Liberty where they have like four different shows. Yeah, basically, excluding yeah, like yeah. the three that go on weekly because they have yeah. libertarians drinking liquor, and then right. they have. Yeah. Like a conspiracy corner, and then they have like, their conspiracy corner is very good. I haven't checked it out. Oh, do yeah, I? Need, I think it's behind the. Do paywall. I need to give them? God damn it! Yeah, I think it is. It's it's good though. I already uh, pay enough people. <laughs> I I feel you. I feel you because <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 on the same page. But I do pay for the the Lions of Liberty one, and most of their pay t- content I just don't care about. But I do like conspiracy oh. corner. Oh, don't tell Mark Claire that. Yeah. Well, I mean, their stuff is very good. It's just a lot of stuff I don't care about. So, like, like uh, the uh, Junkin' Gamblers, that, that's one that they do that is fun for people who like sports. I just don't like sports. Fuck sports. And uh, But I do like Conspiracy Corner a lot. And I it's do warfare like, and training. And I do like, also, they do, uh, when they have guests on, a lot of time they'll have, like, an extended question portion. Mm-hmm. And the extended question portion has, like, bonus features and that's only available behind oh. the paywall um, which is just fun behind the paywall yep, yep. free man beyond the paywall right <laughs> right <laughs> uh so yeah so anyways plugging the plugging the the friends against government um I do roll and slappy roll and slappy as well and sounds like liberty sounds like liberty yep that's a, that's a good one too and um I feel, like I feel like we've got we're missing somebody but Jackson Blood with Jackson Blood on Twitter you can follow him at Jackson Road Blood Toad on. Discovery Society Road <laughs> Toad is the superior cryptid suck a dick if you disagree 
Um, and that's not aggression, so that's not a nap violation. <laughs> not an argument. <laughs> and it's also not an argument. <laughs> All right, so I think that that is uh, a good place to wrap it up. We've got the plugs. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Drink it, man. Oh, give me some of that slop. Oh, pass that bottle to me. If you want to get along in Peter's town, buy some wine and pass it around. Age runs up to 49. All them cats, they love sweet wine. Drinking wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Hoy! Wine, wine, wine. Elderberry. Wine, wine, wine. Cherry, cherry. Wine, wine, wine. Blackberry. Wine, wine, wine. Horton sherry. Wine, wine, wine. Oh, pass that bottle to me. Now down on Gilfrey at Willie's Den. He wasn't selling but American gin. One soldier wanted a bottle of wine. He hit that cat for a dollar and a dime. I drink a wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Now I got a nickel. Have you got a dime? Let's get together and get some wine. Some by fifth and some by four. When you get together, you're doing things smart. Drinking wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine. Wine for you to drink wine.